Now, we remember Clarence's example in the beginning about transformative constitutionalism and, and using the law in order to achieve social change. And, and we spoke about the, the example of how the law was used in order to ensure that a number of learners in rural KwaZulu-Natal were able to receive scholar transport and that the KwaZulu-Natal Department, uh, Provincial Department of Education was obliged to enact a policy to make sure that all learners in need in the province was able to receive scholar transport. So that's an example of how the law can be used in order to invoke massive social change under Clarin's example. But one of the things that Clarin was concerned about was that a lot of lawyers and a lot of uh, academics, uh, even now still, understand the law in a very, in a very formal, in a very, very technical way, in a very conservative way, in which they understand it as black letter law, A plus B equals C, without actually considering what the impact of those laws would have on the individuals that will will be affected by that law. And and the reason why this is the case that lawyers and and academics understand the law in this way is because this was the way of the law under apartheid, and this was the way in which law was taught, and the way in law is still taught by some today even, and the way law is understood by practitioners, because they are not aware of the Constitution, they are not aware of the fact that the Constitution is ultimately the document through which all law must be understood and through which all law must be interpreted. And that judges must engage in substantive reasoning. They must look at look at the judgment and look at what the impact of the judgment will have on the on the people that the judgment will ultimately affect, that the court order would affect. And an excellent example of this uh, would be the the recent judgment as a result of the, of COVID. What we found was that there were thousands of of children across the country who would ordinarily have received a school nutrition meal, but who were not able to receive this meal because of the fact that they weren't in school under the COVID regulations. They were at home, and the judge ultimately found that there was an obligation on the side of the national department of basic education to make sure that regardless of whether learners are at home or at school, that they should be given this uh, meal under the National School Nutrition Program. And so this was an example of a very progressive, broad-minded judge who looked at the what the consequences would be if the finding was that there wasn't an obligation on the side of the National Department and looked at how how devastating those consequences would be for the thousands of learners affected. But this is not to say that judges have a complete free hand in terms of how it is that they want to interpret the law. They have an obligation to look at the law and to interpret it and to apply it in a manner in which they further the values of the Constitution, the values of equality and the values of human dignity and freedom but they do not have a free hand in which to do so because ultimately it's parliament that makes the laws and not the court. And so they need to trade this fine balance between adhering to their obligations to interpret the law in a substantive manner and in line with the constitution and not to be an overly activist judge and simply assume the role of the of parliament in making laws as opposed to applying those laws um, or ruling on those laws as judges. And so this is 
very important. This is very important that judges should be able to not be overly activists. And as an example of that, that sort of comes to mind would be the the regulations, the, the very strict COVID regulations, which were challenged at the very early on in the lockdown. And the judge who uh, ultimately initially uh, found the regulations to uh, be invalid had mentioned some, it was quite ridiculous in his judgment, he had mentioned how it can't be rational that government doesn't allow you to see your relative when they're on their deathbed, but then allows you to cross provinces and attend the funeral. And the judge goes into all of these nitty gritties and essentially oversteps his power as a judge and becomes an overly activist judge, which is also dangerous for our democracy because we have separation of powers and judges need to give a certain level of deference to parliament.